When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In 2013, a beige Toyota Highlander SUV was found crashed and abandoned at the bottom of a 15-foot ravine near Lake Hughes Road in California. The authorities were alerted, and upon searching the car, they found the belongings of 19-year-old Bryce Las Pisa, including his ID, cell phone, wallet, and laptop, along with splatters of his blood. Rescue teams, search dogs, and police divers conducted an extensive search around the area where the car was found. But after two weeks of searching, no sign of Bryce was ever found. With no body found at the crash site, the prevailing theory is that Bryce Las Pisa walked away from the accident. The subsequent investigations uncovered strange and erratic behaviors by Bryce on the days leading up to the accident, but no amount of investigation has yielded any clues about his disappearance. To this day, there have been no confirmed sightings of Bryce, and we're all still wondering. Where is Bryce Las Pisa? Betches Media presents Not Another True Crime Podcast. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. Hey guys, welcome back to Not Another True Crime Podcast. I'm Sarah Levine. And I'm Danny Murphy. And you know we're your partners in crime, wine, and time, especially wine this time around because I am drinking water out of a stemless wine glass. So that's where I'm at emotionally. It says, just a girl boss building her empire. Uh, Who gave you that? It's my mom's. I don't know where she got it from. I, she but got I have, it from Avon or some MLM. No, but me and her both have like drunk Etsy ordering energy. It's a genetic thing. So she definitely, that's definitely <laughs> where this came from. And I'm pretty sure it was probably purchased for my dog. So there is that. That is so funny. Your dog is very cute. I have wanted to make some kind of like fake MLM boss babe merch. Oh, <gasps> but I'm just not sure what to do. Like a mug. Something oh, like that. Should. Or like um, like a vitamins holder or something like that. Or I don't That would know. be good. Right. Well, and speaking of uh, building her own empire, uh, as my wine glass says, Betcha's empire is getting a little facelift, right, Sarah? Yes, I'm so excited. I've been working very closely on it. We're going to get a whole new look and feel in honor of our 10th anniversary. Um, yeah, Betcha's has been around for 10 years. Wow. Makes me feel very old, but like in a good way. <laughs> Isn't it? I remember reading Betches when it first started, too. Yeah, me too. In like 2011, being a creepy super fan. <laughs> yeah, it very is like full circle with that. And just like it was like on not even on like a, it felt like it was on like a blog or like a blog oh, spot or something. It was totally like WordPress or something like that. That's awesome. And it's tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, Ooh, March 16th. Like- mark your calendars. Betches.com. Tomorrow tomorrow it's like annie it's only a day away (laughs) it is oh my gosh 
God bless Can't wait. Well, I'm excited for that, but I'm also excited for this episode. I am excited for this episode. We have gotten a lot of requests for this. And what was actually interesting to me was that I really couldn't find a lot of like real information online about it for, for the amount I've heard about this case versus the information that I found was like very different. Cause that's, well, let me tell you your favorite website had a lot of information. Well, not information, but a lot of posts about it. Right. Yeah. A lot of posts on Reddit, but when I try to do these episodes and I feel like maybe this is why people think we like leave out facts. I, I really just try to report on, what like other media outlets are reporting on and not just like, Oh, this, this commenter on Reddit who claims to know Bryce's parents said this, like, I, I think that's super dicey and I don't like to go there. Can I say, wait, yes. Cause for uh, so long when I'd be reading some reviews, we don't have to get into it, but it's just like, when I'm like, they're like, you forgot something. I'm like, what I forget. It's like uh, that the cousin's friend who was driving by. So this, I'm like, where's that's on, Honey, that's on her Tumblr. I'm not going to take something from Tumblr for this. Yeah, yeah. We, I ch- I, you can't, I can't repeat everything that people put out on the internet. Like it's fact. Oh, Very exactly. Dicey. I feel like the true fake legal experts know. So that's, yeah, it. we'll leave that to that. But of course we do love to stalk Reddit just for our personal entertainment. And uh, there was a lot of that on this. Yeah, it was definitely good. But so today we're going to be talking about the disappearance of Bryce Lespisa. Um, again, we got a lot of requests. And if you guys have any topics you want us to cover, just DM us at NATC pod or join not another true crime group on Facebook. And uh, we add you to the list and we try to get around to everything. Eventually, I think we'll be doing this podcast forever. So forever <laughs> until, until old, the wine like... glass disintegrates, <laughs> which and I don't think wine glasses from Etsy disintegrates. We'll be doing this for forever. Literally, we'll be in the retirement home being like, yeah, that's another thing. Shout out to Annie on not another true crime group in the Facebook group. She's like, what? what happens when this podcast ends? I was like, me and Sarah have no, we have no plans for our future. We are doing, this is our future. This is Yeah. Like maybe when podcasts become obsolete because they just upload the feed directly into your brain or something like, Ooh. I don't know. That's when we would have to tap out because I'm so bad at technology. I don't know how to, I would not know how to do that. Yeah, but for now, we're going to be here talking about cases. So just drop us your recommendations. Um, We love hearing them from you guys. This one, like we mentioned, was a fan slash listener recommendation. So let's get into it. Bryce Lispiso was born April 30th, 1994, and he's from Illinois and is an only child. His parents described him as charismatic, social, and he had a lot of friends. I, I think literally I was watching the investigation discovery on him, which is where I got a lot of this information. And they literally said that he would light up a room. Which, which is I mean, the classic. Every classic. I feel like there's now a new trend on um like TikTok and like Instagram reels where people act as the people that like talk about missing people. Yes. And it's always like that lighted up a room was so one of and all this stuff but i mean if the parents felt it we'll say they felt it yeah yes i mean i I buy it it's just that if i go missing don't say that i lit up a room because that is a lie just say like yeah she was kind of awkward but like once you got to know her (laughs) fun to be around tell it like it is um i don't want the police looking for someone who's not me (laughs) that's so true i want the people to be like he was a fucking nightmare so annoying shout it just sing half of chicago you'll find him because he'll sing the other part oh my god it's like a marco polo (laughs) (laughs) with show tunes that's how we'll find you (laughs) honestly that's amazing i'm putting that out there because that will really help i love that for you um 
Okay. So Bryce graduated from Naperville Central High School in 2012, and then he attended Sierra College in Northern California. And his parents said that he was a really talented artist and he was studying graphic and industrial design. And then he met Kim, his girlfriend, um, during his freshman year of college. And, you know, it it would just be a very classic college story. Except that basically, like, his sophomore year, he wasn't even at school very long, but everything started to change. Um, He was only at school for two weeks, but only actually in class for four days because he just went back to campus early. Um, And something was up, basically. His friend said that he was, like, drinking heavily and using prescription drugs during those two weeks on campus. They mentioned that he started drinking a lot of hard liquor, like, you know, two bottles a week. And then he had started taking Vyvanse, which is like an ADHD medication. And those and, should not go together that in that severity. <laughs> no, no. And um, he apparently started doing it to stay up to play video games at night. But then I think it just kind of like spiraled into other things. And his friends also like noticed that he had started acting weird. Um, for one, his roommate, Sean, was really concerned about his behavior and ended up telling Bryce's parents, especially considering Bryce, before he went missing, gave away his Xbox and also some diamond earrings that his mom had given him to his roommate. So that was a big red flag. Interesting. And Kim was also worried and and told his mom, Bryce's mom, as such. So first he abruptly dumped her over text saying, maybe you're better off without me. And then he ended things. And the night before he like drove and then subsequently went missing, he was at her apartment and Kim said that he he was under the influence. She tried to hide his keys so he wouldn't drive. And Kim basically made Bryce call his mom who offered to fly up there. And he said, no, he was like, don't fly up. I have something I need to talk to you about in person. Um, Karen, who's his mom, didn't think that he sounded distraught. So eventually he got his keys back. He left Kim's place and he just started driving. Obviously, I feel like something was going on with him throughout all of this. Yeah. But we just don't know what. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. At first, it wasn't totally clear where he was going or where his end uh, route was. He was sort of just driving south on uh, I-5. There was uh, 
people were able to see there was a credit card charge for a rest stop in Buttonwillow, California, which I want to move to. Which is like this small ass town in the middle of nowhere, basically. Smaller than a button, let me tell you that much. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that's like definitely a slogan they have or should be (laughs) adapted. Yeah, we should contact their tourism board. Maybe I'll run for mayor for it. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? (laughs) I love that for you. I mean, I'm building my own empire, as my wine glass says. Uh, uh, While there, he ran out of gas and called Castro Tire and Truck Company to bring him gas, uh, which I did not know that was a thing you could call. Yeah, they basically just sent one of their employees to bring him like a, I don't know, a container, a jug. jug, There you go. Of gas. Carlos, shout out. Yeah, shouts out to Carlos, the real hero of this story. I mean, that's really, that is, that is some customer fucking service. Oh, yeah. We'll see because oh. Carlos really just goes above and beyond and should get like some kind of medal or something. He really, really should. So around uh, 9 a.m., Bryce was still at uh, the rest stop where uh, he ended up calling his mom. She tells him to get gas and come home. And at this point, he's three or so hours away from home. So in the area, but not that close, like close, but not like a stone's throw away. Yeah. But cut to nine hours later. So three times three is nine. So there were three of the times that he could have gone home. Three of the times. Three of the times. (laughs) I'm fucking Miss Frizzle shit right here. So nine hours later, he's still not home. And the parents uh, reported him missing. Uh, AT&T then pinged his cell phone and it was only eight miles from uh, the Button Willow rest stop. Oh, yeah. I think I kept messing up the name. I called it Buttonwood. <laughs> or maybe I'm just going to blame autocorrect on that. Yeah. It, or but you yeah. could have just not wanted to come to terms with the fact that there is a place called Button Willow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so it's my protest. It's your protest. It's your it's your Google Drive protest. So police then after they were able to ping his uh, phone, uh, police found him parking near the interstate. And notice that he's not totally acting normally, they said. And just kind of, they just come upon his car after tracking his phone, found him here. The deputies gave him a field sobriety test, which I'm assuming I was just kind of like the. Yeah, you know, you alphabet. walk in a straight line, you touch your nose. Which I can't do any of those thing. things sober. So I'm really happy that I don't live in a driving state. <laughs> I know, like, I have terrible balance. I'm always like, I know I would fuck up walking with like one foot in front of the other. And also, when they like say the alphabet backwards, I'm like, I can't. Can I say it? Forward? I don't think that's part I, of it. Oh, is it not? I don't think so because is that just in movies? <laughs> I feel like it has to be because, like, who knows the alphabet backwards? It would take me a long time to figure that I, out. I take me too long. I'm like, I'm like, you got to talk to the America's public school education system before you get, get legit. Me. I mean, I know they they like, you know, f- you they shine the flashlight at you and you follow the flashlight or whatever. Oh, it doesn't yes. really matter, but they they did like the typical things to test if you're drunk. Exactly. Yes. Uh, so, and after they did the field sobriety test, they also searched the car, found no alcohol and no drugs. And the deputies also did say that he was alert and friendly. And his his reasoning for why he was parked on the side of the road was that he just wanted to blow off some steam. He. Didn't want to call his mom, but they ended up when also they literally took his phone, called his mom and put the phone up to Bryce. I'm assuming that was done because the parents did file a missing person. And also they were like, hey, something's up here. Yeah, like, I don't know why, but I think that's 
pretty much the gist. The gist, yeah. They and they probably. I, I honestly want. I feel like in the back of their mind, they're like, "We just want to like sign, seal, deliver this. Here's here's your kid. Peace out." Type of thing. Probably. Yeah. So then Karen asked the deputy if he thought Bryce was okay to drive home. The deputy said yes. So they leave him to drive home after he blew off some steam on the side of the road. Like we said, three hours away. Karen then gets in touch with the tow truck driver, Carlos. Carlos. Carlos shout out, who offers to check up on Bryce. Crazy. I have never... There's never been customer service this good. No. Uh, let me tell you something. Zara could take a note from Carlos. <laughs> right? I mean. Urban Outfitters. Oh. Get a clue. Urban Outfitters just passes around the phone to have everyone laugh at you and then say, literally for this phone call. <laughs> and I've had people literally message me that they went to exchange like a side table and then they sent them back like men's Reebok sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what? You could put a glass of water in both, I guess. There we go. <laughs> so um, Carlos, the hero, checked up on Bryce, who is still there. Still there. Like still in this tiny town, like just fucking lingering. And you had to let it linger, the cranberries. And it's, so it's now been over 13 hours. Which, I mean, at this, I mean, we'll get into some stuff after this. I'm just kind of, I'm like, 13 hours, it's three-hour drive. Would I have picked up my kid? Who knows? But you know what I mean? So then Carlos offers to follow him onto the freeway just to kind of be like, hey, let me, I can kind of just. Just to make sure like he actually gets going this time, you know, and, and doesn't just sit there for eight more hours. Eight more hours. And then just to make sure too, like he's driving okay, I'm sure, and everything like that. And he does so yep. for 10 miles, about 10 miles on the I-5, which I'm like, this man, if anyone has Carlos's information, I would happily tip him just for doing this in general. Seriously. Uh, like, for reals. Over the next few hours, Bryce called his parents. They asked him to describe landmarks and monuments to make sure he's, like, moving, but he does kind of BS them also because I feel like it's, like, what are you going to say? Like, I'm seeing trees. I, well, he's like, oh, I can't see any signs, and they're kind of just, like... At least the way they said it in like the investigation discovery special was like they sort of knew that he was bullshitting them, but they just like wanted him to be home. It's like if you're, you know, if you're driving on the highway, like you've probably passed a sign at I, some point. Exactly. And then also, I feel like it's probably one of those things, too, where they just wanted to be on the phone with him so they could still be in contact with him. Totally. Just like, we hear him talking. We hear his car moving. We are under the assumption it is moving to our house. Totally. Everything. So then at 2.09 a.m., at this point, it's a, he's about an hour from home. Bryce called his mom and said that he's too tired to continue driving, and he's going to pull off the road and rest a little bit. To which the parents say, okay, we'll see you when you get home. I don't know if I should save my outburst for later or just do it here. I think it's time for an outburst. It's time for the outburst. Like, I'm not... I know that hindsight is 2020 and I'm not trying to shame these parents who've like suffered this terrible tragedy, but I really just can't. It's hard for me to like wrap my head around this because I know how my parents are. And like my dad has offered to like fly to Atlanta when I've gone through a breakup. Like 
I just I don't understand like this kid has been sort of like missing on and off for 13 yeah. hours like acting strangely he's an hour from home it's two in the morning like I know that my parents would would be like okay you know what just stay where you are I'm coming I'm driving an hour like that's it I mean I think my parents would have driven to come get me like way earlier on in this timeline yeah um but it's just wild to me even just like the the simple fact of like you're gonna pull off off the side of the highway in the middle of nowhere like i know he's a man but that is still dangerous to do it's dangerous and you'd rather have your kid just be sleeping on the side of the road than like just drive an hour to come get him that's kind of crazy to me right and i feel like there's also on the flip side of being like a very great parent there's also like the hell hath no fury like a pissed off parent like i feel like a parent would be like i'm gonna drive this hour i'm gonna yell <laughs> yeah. at you the entire hour back and what the fuck yeah. are you doing and this is just what's happening i want this to be done i had to call the cops about you i had to call fucking at&t about you yeah that's true. That's true. I will turn this car around. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm like, that's what I guess I realized. Like, that's the kind of parent. Would I be that? Pa- I hope not, but I probably would be. Well, I would be the parent that would pick up. A kid. I would be the parent that at two in the morning drives an hour to go pick up my kid from the side of the road. Oh, definitely. Well, that's what it, well, that's what I texted Sarah. What I mean is I was like, I would have grabbed a fucking Duncan. I would have gone. And the next morning when I got on my Zoom meeting for work to my coworkers, I'd be like, you would not believe what I had to do with my fucking kid last night. Like I would have just been. Yeah. And it would be a very different story because we wouldn't be here. Yeah. And of course, all that to say, we would not be here. And I do genuinely feel bad because like, I'm sure they beat themselves up about this like all the time because this is the worst thing imaginable. But just it's so sad because this seems like it was pretty preventable. Yeah if like more people had intervened. Yeah, that's it. Cause it's like a hard thing where it's like, you're obviously like you said, hindsight is 2020 for fucking real. And you're not, you're not thinking you're like, Oh, this will just be the last time I talk to my kid or something like that. But then you're just like, Oh, it just, it's very interesting too. I feel like, and I feel like there's people listening to that are also with, it's interesting how that did happen. However, they were just like, okay, yeah, sleep on the side of the road after they had all the back and forth of trying to get him to come home. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. So, okay. So two in the morning, they think Bryce is sleeping on the side of the road. They think he'll be home in the morning. So the next morning around eight or 9 a.m., the list pieces doorbell rings and it's not Bryce. It is a California highway patrol officer saying that their 2003 Toyota Highlander has found abandoned. And apparently it was found between four and 5 a.m. in a ravine um, and a motorist spotted it, I think. Um, and it was found like at the bottom of this embankment off of Lake Hughes Road, which is near a lake called Castaic Lake. That was a tongue twister. Wow. <laughs> that is a lot. This phrase, because I Googled lake. this lake a lot and it's a very hard lake to say. <laughs> yes. The car was lying on its side and the rear window was kind of smashed out, perhaps from the inside. And as we mentioned up top, Bryce's cell phone, wallet, laptop clothing and other belongings were inside the car there was also blood in the car um bryce's blood but it was not a lot of blood so police think that i mean there obviously was some sort of accident but they think it's possible that bryce did walk away from it and then an investigation that was kind of talked about in the investigation discovery episode 
um, says that they basically found from like looking at the tire tracks that Bryce drove up like this huge hill to a cell tower, then accelerated down the hill. And there was a lake at the bottom of the hill, but the lake was actually a lot further away than it appeared from the top of the hill. So um, that's why the car crashed into this embankment and like wasn't in the lake because they think the intention was to drive the car like into the lake, but the lake was a lot further away than it seemed. Mm-hmm. So divers spent days in the lake cadaver dogs scoured the shoreline there was no sign of bryce they looked around like this giant like deserty area no sign of him surveillance footage captured bryce's car going up a hill at lake hughes road at 2 a.m and then again at 4 29 a.m which is after he told his mom he was parking to sleep for the night then bloodhounds were able to track his scent to a rest stop off castaic road and that's pretty much it to this day, his driver's license, his passport, his social security number, credit cards, all that stuff have never been used again. It's so the crazy thing for me is that I'm like, how did I just I, I mean, of course, there's nine million questions, but I'm just so confused how after the crash of the car, there was no like damage enough where there'd be traces of blood trails. And then also I'm like, so these dogs got to this rest stop. How was nothing at the rest stop? How was there no footage at the rest stop or anything like that? Very weird. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches, and honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. There were, of course, like I feel with a lot of missing cases, and they could either be somehow accurate or not at all, uh, some sightings and leads. So according to his family's Facebook page, and there's also a Facebook group uh, about trying to find Bryce that has like 30,000 members, he was spotted twice in uh, Port Oreford, Oregon, in October 2013. I mean, he these are all like reported sightings. None of them were confirmed. None of them I mean, are, he's no, been yeah, like none of them cited, in air quotes, kind of everywhere. Yeah, he's cited everywhere. If if you have red hair, you probably were accidentally uh, accused of being him. There were fake sightings in a hotel in Oxnard, uh, also in Valencia, which just turned out to be a redheaded teenager. Just uh, not him at all. 
And uh, he was even reportedly seen in Arkansas. So kind of, I mean, the unfortunate thing that we all know happens with missing person cases. You get these people that are convinced there's something and it's just 800 leads and it's just never really what, uh, there's not a lot of facts laid in them. Yeah, totally. So that kind of just brings us to like, what the fuck happened? And the answer is a big fat question mark, to be honest. It, uh, um, on the one hand, his loved ones say like he wasn't familiar with the area. I mean, that's obvious. It's kind of a random area. He didn't hitchhike and he wasn't outdoorsy, so he wouldn't have gone off alone. Um, so, I mean, there's the question of like, did he intentionally drive off the road? Was this a suicide attempt? Did he suffer a head injury and just kind of wander off did he go off the grid and start a new life um i mean there's like so many strange possibilities there's a lot of really no i feel like no evidence one way or the other no but i will say there's a lot of coincidental not evidence but circumstances in this area because when i first just because i was kind of curious just to kind of visualize it for myself i just googled the lake and this part of california and there's a lot of missing people popping up around here and i mean of course it's like oh really i'm sure if you google any area with like missing persons like some names will come up but in this one there were a few and all and the interesting thing too majority all like male there was that is weird right so there was um a boy from uh brentwood which is a part of California mm-hmm. who uh, they were trying to look for. And he, I kind of, uh, his name was uh, Dane Brian Elkins, who was 21 as well. Oh, wow. Because Bryce was 19 when he went missing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So it's like same area. Same area, same age. On the Yeah. So on the I-5 freeway. And what happened was no sightings, no anything. Very, Whoa. very bizarre. Yeah. That's creepy. And this happened as a, um, during the COVID pandemic, like so as of last year in the pandemic. Oh, wow. And it's also what his family was kind of saying too was that uh, for Elkins, that his family felt that his mental health may have potentially been declined and having a developed paranoia due to some past things he had and then the pressure from school and of course the pandemic just kind of all world together, but went missing here. And another, uh, another that case- That sounds eerily similar. And it gets worse, or it gets Uh-oh. creepier. Noah, I Noah Englerth, twenty-one, was missing in this area. He was found though. Okay. So he was found, but it's sort of interesting. It was the same exact thing. He was just driving, then missing. It's what I know. What's happening it, here? Wait. So how was he found? They did not provide any details where he was found. The LAS was he found alive. Oh, yeah, he was, his family's very happy, so I'm assuming. Okay. Yeah, that's good. He was only missing for like a month or so, but still in oh the same God. area. And it's kind of that interesting thing. I'm assuming, like, could these all just be coincidental? Potentially. But who knows? And there was another, the only other person, well, there's a few more, but one that stood out for me. There was an older man in like his 50s who was making dinner for his family and was like, oh, I'm just going to run and get something. Left everything at home. Was driving. Went missing around this area, too. Never found. What the hell? What is going on here? What did Reddit have to say about that? 
I was afraid to dive down too deep. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Because I, I did try to do like a little the, the Reddit can be helpful in like theories, especially in a case like this where I'm just like, you know, what could have happened? It could be anything under the sun from like alien abduction to, you know, a horrible accident. So Reddit can be helpful to sort of narrow that down a bit. So I don't know, though. My brain is going in like a million different directions. I know. It's kind of, well, you said this case reminded you a lot of Maura Murray, right? It did. Oh, I mean, I got huge Maura Murray vibes mm-hmm. because of like the drinking, the, I mean, they're both college students, the car crash. Actually, so, and, and then I started to go down a whole other rabbit hole last night, actually, like a TVT, like a throwback rabbit hole because... I was thinking like so many of our missing persons cases involve cars and like abandoned vehicles or crashed vehicles like Maura Murray crashed her car also into an embankment, I think, and then like disappeared. And and I remember when I covered Phoenix Colden like, you know, three years ago, that was also a thing where her car was just abandoned and found like running and she was nowhere to be found. And like, I don't know. So then I just I, I was like, what what happened to these people? And then I got sidetracked. So this one, I don't know what I actually think. I feel like there are so many possibilities. I kind of am like, isn't it possible, though, that like he did die in like the car accident or the lake and just hasn't been found? Well, that's what I was wondering, too, because I'm like, the lake isn't like huge, huge. But still, I I figured that they would be able to find his body, but maybe they just couldn't. They also said, I think, in investigation discovery that this area was like, really big area so i don't know but then i also was like i don't know like what if he was carjacked and that's why the car crashed and he was like kidnapped i don't know there's a lot of people who think he just kind of went off the grid but that seems so difficult to do well also because that's my thing it's like off the grid there has to be you have to do some steps before getting fully off the grid and if he didn't use any credit card or anything like that and even so much the cops found nothing like they searched his car hours before this. So they would see like, Oh, he had like a bunch of cash or he had like some stuff that would be able to right, get like, him. even with Maura Murray, we were like, they knew that she had taken out a certain number of money from the ATM. Exactly. So there was none of that for him. So that would make me really not believe that there was like any ulterior plans with him. I mean, you know what I you'd mean? have to be super dedicated to go off the grid like that because even the fact that his social security hasn't been used for anything like that means you are seriously off the grid and you are like living in like a sort of like some, some people on Reddit think that maybe he like is in the unhoused community and just went completely off the grid and is now doing that, which I guess is possible to me. That's like a huge, a huge life transition to just kind of make like, to decide in the course of like a day or two days. Yeah, to go from like Xbox to that is like a very drastic 180. Yeah, and that would mean that things would have had to be pretty bad. Yeah, well, and that's also the kind of interesting thing with that where obviously it could have been a lot of demons he was just battling on his own, but like he didn't seem to have a bad home life or anything like that. Like there's obviously some questions. Depends who you ask, honestly. Like Reddit, Reddit is like all all over these parents. I mean, um, I mean, you just were 20 minutes ago, but like in different ways. Well, I was only like, yeah, I mean, I was definitely criticizing them for not going to pick up their kid. Um, but like, I don't know. I think any 
any parents like Reddit will just rip on and be like, oh, they were acting so unfeeling and unnatural. And you can just tell that they're really strict and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't know how you can tell that from like a 45 minute investigation discovery interview. Like, I just didn't get that vibe at all. No. Yeah, I feel I mean, but of course, Reddit's going to read it. So Reddit's going to read it. And that's how they read it the best is by just accusing people of stuff that is extremely subjective. And um, I will say, though, the one shout out from Reddit, because I was looking at um, because we didn't even bring up a happy new baby to Alaria Baldwin. Uh, the uh, Alaria Reddit liked our podcast on them. So shout out to Reddit. Our podcast? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I clicked on it because I was just looking on Alaria Reddit and then they're like new podcast out about it. And I saw it was our logo and I was like, oh, God. Oh, oh God. my God. I was so worried. But then all the comments were nice. And I was like, OK, Reddit, I love you. So shout yes, out. OK, thank God. <laughs> we need this is why me and you can't be off the grid because we only live by a validation. So pretty much. <laughs> and the Internet. <laughs> yeah, the Internet. That's it. Like I, I can I'll just be someone else, different identity, but I need to be have the Internet. Danny, do you have any theories about what you think happened? I mean, my theory is that I do feel like I don't think it was off the grid. I do think that unfortunately with the crash and everything, I'm leaning more towards um, uh, passing the way that he, it might be more of a recovery right now than a missing. But I am very su- suspicious about this area. Yeah, it's weird. And what is going on here? Because I'm like, are there more forces at play here than right anyone knows about or not? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of sensing like a mental health crisis between like the giving away the possessions and just things like that. Um, and as yeah. we know, like mixing alcohol and Vyvanse is like not a great recipe. No. And then, of course, I mean, they said he wasn't drinking while driving or anything like that. But then having that kind of it messes with you. <laughs> it's like I mean, just t- even the timeline, it's yeah. like clear that he was having some sort of like internal dilemma on the way home because his three hour drive took 12 hours. Like something was going on. Yeah, there was some. There's there was more, and unfortunately, it's a thing. I guess we'll just never find out the other factors that were at play with him. But yeah, or like what he needed to talk to his parents about, and his parents are just like, we have no idea. Yeah, and it was a hard thing. It's in- always interesting when someone's giving away belongings before going. It's there's a lot of layers. Huge red flag. Yeah, or like a not a red flag, but like huge warning sign. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. If you have any information about Bryce's disappearance or whereabouts, this is still an open case. You can contact the L.A. County Sheriff's Office at 323-890-5500. There's also a tip line for Bryce. It's 949-292-4400. There's also an email, findbrycelespisa at gmail.com. I don't want to say real tips only, but like I also feel like it needs to be said. Don't don't waste their time. Yeah, give some real tips. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. 
So of course, you know, we don't just like end our episodes anymore. We end them on a fun high note. And that's why I bring in Jorge to play a game with us and to see who who wins this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello, guys. Oh, hey. So today we have a fun trivia game. And something that actually might be helpful if you have any tips or information for Bryce is that he has a tattoo of a bull on his shoulder. So to commemorate that, we're playing a game called Bulls in a Trivia Game. (laughs) (laughs) All about bulls and uh, bull-related things in our cultural history. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Let's do this. All right. So first up, we have which of these former presidents founded a political third party called the Bull Moose Party after losing the Republican Party presidential primary of 1912? Was it A, William Howard Taft, B, Theodore Roosevelt, C, William McKinley, or D, Warren G. Hardin? Oh, my God. My brother is going to make fun of me when I get this wrong. Um. <laughs> Wait, can you read the choices again? <laughs> yeah. So, also another clue is this: this was in 1912. I don't know if that I hope helped. you know. That should help us, but you are <laughs> forgetting say, that we are idiots. <laughs> that 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 does truly next to nothing for me. All right. So the choices are William Howard Taft, mm-hmm. Theodore Roosevelt, Teddy mm-hmm. for short, William McKinley, or Warren G. Harding. I'm going to do um, D. I'm going to go with, I want to say Teddy Roosevelt, but I just don't think the timeline matches up there. Uh, fuck it. I'll just go with him. You're right, Sarah. I'm glad oh, you stuck to your God. guns. Take that, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it was Theodore Roosevelt. Yes. Uh, the official name for this party was the Progressive Party. And it was popularly nicknamed the Bull Moose Party because when Roosevelt lost the presidential primary, he said that he felt as strong as a bull moose. (laughs) Uh, And in the 1912 election, this party actually beat the Republican Party. It got 27.4% of the popular vote compared to Taft, who was the Republican nominee, who only got 23.2% of the vote. So it's the only third party in history to actually get a higher vote share than one of the two parties. Wow. Um, But they both lost to Woodrow Wilson, the Democratic nominee. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the progressives did end up electing several congressional and state legislative candidates, which is pretty significant. A third party got, got some people in there. That is legit. Okay. Third parties are out here. Yeah. They were. (laughs) <laughs> I was also terrified. I had because I picked Warren G. Harding, right? Yes, you did. Okay, I needed to make sure he at least was a president in <laughs> the 20th century, and he was. So thank he God. was. He was. These were all kind of close together, so I don't. I don't blame you for. Uh, I was just waiting for him to be like um, 1824, and I'm like, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we have a sports question. Look at us. If I know anything less than presidents, it's sports. I know, literally. (laughs) Well, if you've seen The Last Dance, this will be a pretty easy one. So with the help of Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls went on an amazing run of winning six NBA championships from 1991 to 1998. 
and who did they beat in the finals of their last championship in 1998? Was it the Indiana Pacers, the Detroit Pistons, the Utah Jazz, or the LA Lakers? Hmm. I'm going D for the drama. Okay. I'm going to go with... See, I did have this one stretch when I lived in Atlanta where I went to like a lot of basketball games because the oh. Hawks were really good. Right. And they were like 15 and 0 that season. Um, but I'm like, so they played the Pacers. The Pacers were good, but that was like 15 years later. <laughs> so uh, I just don't feel like the Jazz is it. So I'm just going to go with the I Pistons. Thought the jazz, I thought the Jazz was a fake name. So no, it's real. I love it, it was the Jazz, in fact. Fuck! <laughs> That's hilarious. That's uh, what I so get Bulls... for putting disrespect on their name. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get for not knowing they were a real team. <laughs> they, they do have the best name out of the whole NBA. They're just the Jazz. How cool yeah. is that? I want Jazz on a basketball, what are they called? Jersey? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it, Danny. So it was the Jazz. The Bulls managed to beat them. And this is also a PSA to watch the Last Dance documentary. It's actually fantastic. Like, I myself don't follow the NBA that closely at all. But the documentary is super good. And it follows, like, the great run of Michael Jordan and his insane legacy. It's actually really, really fascinating. You know what I did? I did enjoy talking about, though, there was, like, this conspiracy there was this conspiracy that the reason Michael Jordan like fake retired for a year was because there was like some crazy gambling debt. Have yeah. you heard about this? Yeah, and his dad was actually murdered on the side of a road. So it's it's this crazy story that yeah. also has a little bit of true crime in it. And it was very similar to Bryce, actually. He was driving, I think it was back home, and he pulled off the side of the road to take a nap because he was so tired. And then don't do this, people. He don't. was two people came up to him and murdered him, basically. Oh my god. Yeah. And there's been a lot of speculation of whether it was because of this gambling debt, whether it was a hit job, or if it was just a random coincidence that two people would just happen to be there and, and was just looking to rob someone and it just happened to be Michael Jordan's dad. But yeah, it's it's a pretty fascinating part of the whole story. Wow. Wild. All right. So our next question, tackling topics that we all know a lot about, is about the stock market. Oh, <laughs> excellent. So sabotage we, this game. <laughs> God, Sarah, you're winning. So you are, <laughs> but not by like actual knowledge, just by luck, just by competing against me. <laughs> So we all know that a bull market is when prices are expected to go up, right? I don't know that. <laughs> so now you do, Danny. I guess that could have been the question. But do you know what was the cause of the first financial bubble in history? Was it A, Australian nickel mining, B, English canal construction, C, Dutch tulips, or D, the U.S. post-Napoleonic Wars bubble? Um, I'm going to go with the tulips. That seems like the spiciest answer. I was going to do the tulips because it's like silly and fun. Yeah. But I feel like the stock market to me is just so English because it just loves to really act superior to people. So I'm going to go with English <laughs> canals. 
Sarah is right again. It I was it. Dutch It's like the Utah tulip. Jazz effect. That's what Sorry, I did with that one. <laughs> so these were all actually real bubbles. Like there was wow. a bubble because of Australian nickel mining, another one for English canal construction. Um, but the first one was actually Dutch tulips, which is crazy. It all started Obsessed. in 1634 during the Dutch Golden Age. When the price of bulbs of tulip bulbs that were recently introduced into the market reached like extraordinarily high levels and then dramatically collapsed just a few years later, but at the height of it, a single bulb sold for more than ten times the annual income of a skilled artisan. Like wow, what? it was crazy. There's I found an account historical account that stated that. A single bulb was traded for a ridiculous list of items, including four fat oxen, eight fat、um, sheep, two hogsheads of wine, the farm and a partridge and a pear tree, <laughs> four tons of beer, a thousand pounds of cheese, a complete bed, and a, a silver pounds of cheese. They didn't even、cup. have like the refrigeration technology for all that. <laughs> What? I love the fat energy of that tra- transaction. Literally, <laughs> yeah. It was. It wasn't. It wasn't no skinny oxen. It was fat oxen. It really is a partridge also, in a pear tree. It, right. Also, I learned eight hundred new things today. I did not know the stock market was that old. What? Yeah, it was. And a, a little bit of why people think that this happened is because they had just introduced what's called the futures market, which in which you could bet on the price of something in the future. Which is kind of crazy, but to this day remains one of the core tenets of our financial system. So, here's hoping that tulips are worth millions of dollars again because I have a whole bouquet in my living room. <laughs> <laughs> you get some fat ass ox for that. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> All、wow. right, Sarah, you have two on the board now. Wow, Le- leading the pack. You really <laughs> are. I need to go back to leading、school. the pack of bulls. <laughs> Next up, we have a question about an infamous bully, Regina George from Mean Girls. Okay, now okay, yeah, now we're talking. So this is going to be a real competition now. <laughs> so she said a lot of mean things in that movie, but which which of these quotes was actually not said by her? Okay, by Regina. Yes,、yeah, someone else、Let's、said、go. this one. So A is boo you whore. B is Is butter a carb? C, I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help it that I'm popular. Or D, I like invented her. You know what I mean? C, C. You both know.、It? Yeah, it's true. It was、yep. C. I actually just watched this movie like two weeks ago. <laughs> Wait, I did too. It was on E. Yes, I don't.、Yeah. I think it was on streaming. That's how I watched it. And a fun fact about this movie—I don't know if you know this—is that it was actually based on a real book. Yeah, it's called. Isn't、Queen、it called bees, Queen、right? Bees and Wannabes? Yeah, Queen Bees Sorry, and Wannabes, helping your daughter survive clicks, gossip, boyfriends, and other realities of adolescence. <laughs> isn't that kind of funny that Tina Fey was like, "Nah, I'm going to turn it into a comedy." Well, <laughs> also, I feel like that the comedy of it helped more than like a teen daughter being like sat down with her mom being like. I read a chapter on gossip. Does that affect you? You know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's true. But what it makes Mean Girls is that it's basically a true crime documentary. I mean, <laughs> let's be real. I mean, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. Last up, 
We have a question about America's favorite drink, Red Bull. Oh, let's Ooh. go. So See, I love Red Bull, sugar-free. Apart from water, which of these ingredients is the highest on the list of ingredients in a can of Red Bull? I don't want to know. <laughs> Legit. It's probably like battery acid. <laughs> so you guys are going to have to bear with me on these pronunciations, but we have A, pyrodoxin HCI, B, calcium panothenate, C, sucrose, or D, niacinamide? Honestly, we would do no better at pronouncing these. So. No. <laughs> I'm going to go with sucrose. Sucrose is sugar, I want to say, which should be high up there, but I'm going to go with A. It was sucrose. Oh, <laughs> Sarah got it. <laughs> which, yeah, it is just it is table sugar. sugar, which is crazy. And then Gross. the second ingredient is actually glucose, which is just more sugar. Another type of sugar? Ew. <laughs> yeah. When a sucrose and a glucose walk into a bar, let me tell you that fucking much. <laughs> How does it energize you? Is it just sugar being injected into you, I guess, then? Like, you're basically just mainlining sugar. Yeah, there is <laughs> caffeine and taurine in there as well, along with a, all these other ingredients are actually in there as well. Just sucrose is the highest. But do you guys know the story of how Red Bull came to be? I don't think I want to know, but <laughs> yes, tell us. <laughs> but I'm curious. So this was in 1987. It was a wealthy Austrian entrepreneur named... Dietrich Mastersheets. I'm sorry, yes. Dietrich, if you're listening. <laughs> Just what you're doing. If he's listening, though, send us some free Red Bull. <laughs> so he arrived in Thailand with a killer case of jet lag, as one does. And he tried a traditional local drink known as Krating Dang to cut through the brain fog. And he was astounded when it actually worked. So he took the idea and modified it to uh, suit the taste of Westerners, which is namely adding a bunch of completely Ew, unpronounceable like it, ingredients. Honestly, Red Bull like literally tastes like piss. <laughs> I know. Right? You've tasted piss, Sarah? We'll unpack that later. We'll do another right, Freud game right. to I don't know that. for sure. It tastes like what I imagine piss would taste like. I love how he's like, mm, yes, this is what the Westerners want. <laughs> hey, he was right. <laughs> Gross. So then he actually partnered with the original creator, to his credit, and created Red Bull. And the company is now estimated to be worth about $20 billion. So oh, my God. Good for them. Always be on the lookout for things to steal, guys. Damn, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Always be scheming. Always be scamming. That's a scamming, scheming, stealing, and galore. Legit. So that is our game, Bulls in a Trivia Game. And Sarah, you are the runaway winner. I don't think Danny got us. Oh, Danny did get the Mean Girls question, right? That George. is true. Classic. <laughs> I could do the entire scene that is from, too. That, that doesn't, we don't do bonus points here. Yeah, but there's no I extra credit I had to throw that. that in there. I had to give Danny a fighting <laughs> chance. <laughs> well, this is fun. Thank you, Jorge. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening to us. You know, just have, have, have a good time. Talk about a crime and play a little game. If you want more, uh, if you, like Sarah said, if you have ideas for a crime that we haven't covered yet and you want us to, send it and not another true crime group. Just join that or DM it to us, NATC pod. Also, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're listening to us. Please give us five stars. We really appreciate it. Also, like we said, Danny and I just need the validation or else we might combust. We might, we might end up like an ingredient on Red Bull and just like you don't even look, you look at us and you don't even know what it is. We really need the help. Exactly. And then also just give us personal validation. Follow me on Instagram, Sarah Lameem. 
And you can follow me at Cashmere Danny, Cashmere with a K. And Jorge, you know, has boundaries, so he doesn't want you to follow him, but we give him your love. <laughs> uh, exactly. And thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll be in your ear to talk about crime and wine next week. Not Another True Crime Podcast is produced by Jorge Morales-Pico and Sean Kilby. Our hosts are Sarah Levine and Danny Murphy. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Sarah Levine. Be sure to follow at NATC Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to natc at betches.com. Betches.